Hello everyone and welcome to the very first episode of Let's Make Sense. I'm Ivan. And I'm Tianwei. So Ivan, what is this Let's Make Sense podcast about? Okay, Let's Make Sense is actually a mini podcast series which aims to impart financial knowledge and also help everyone to make better financial decisions. Through our episode, we will invite various guests on board to share about their life experiences and also their own personal finance journey. So through their, journey, uh, through their journey and personal finance experience, we will actually uncover the importance of better financial planning and also any actionable tips and tricks you can make in your life. So today right, we actually have a guest. This guest right, is called, uh, he's called Melvin. He's my, he's my ex-boss from my internship previously. And he's also somebody that I really respect a lot because he's somebody that really can give you very good advice. Right? He wouldn't tell you like some... Uh, uh, BS answers uh, you just really just <laughs> right in your face tell you what is important for you uh. so yeah, yeah and a lot of interns actually go to him for advice also uh. mm-hmm. okay so today right the topic right we are gonna talk about the psychology of money mm-hmm. okay basically I'm gonna talk about how different people right uh, view money differently mm-hmm. so it could be from your past habits or it could be maybe passed down from your parents one, uh. okay sure Thanks, gentlemen, for <laughs> having me very good introduction just now uh, my name is Melvin um, I think my concept of money uh, is one that is a bit modest and also a bit cautious. Uh, so let me start with a personal story. I think it's very easier for everyone to relate, right? Um, I come from a family of five. Uh, so my parents and three children. I'm the oldest uh, in my family. Uh, especially my mom. I think she has very big influence on me growing up. Uh, growing up, uh, my mom didn't come from a very well-to-do family. So just as context, uh, there were six children uh, in the family. Um, she was number three. Um, so growing up, my my paternal grandfather, he was both a hawker and a gambler, uh, but he was better at one than, than the other. So when he was a gambler, uh, he earned me a lot of money, obviously. Uh, so because of that, uh, my first auntie and my first uncle uh, had to go out to work uh, at a very young age. Uh, so my mom was number three, right? So I think when things uh, weren't very rosy, uh, she also decided that when she was 14, uh, she wanted to quit school uh, to help supplement the, the family. Uh, so fast forward uh, to today, uh, every time you talk about education, you talk about opportunity, uh, you can see that there's always a tinge of regret uh, in my mom's eyes. Uh, uh, she always thought that she could have progressed a bit better and further. Uh, it should have studied a bit longer, right? And she came from a pretty good school actually, so it has been a waste. Uh, so because of that, uh, growing up, uh, my mom has always advocated for us to be very prudent, uh, to only spend on things that, that really matter, right? Yeah. So I think with this kind of education and, and drilling in me, uh, I wouldn't say I am extremely prudent, uh, but I would say I am fairly careful uh, in, my, in my expenses, right? So the summary of my financial philosophy uh, you know, to, to this day of, of my life, uh, it's always to thing. So in a way, uh, to, to consider uh, as many factors as I can uh, before I, I make uh, a purchase. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know, that's good to know. Uh, so you, you mentioned that between uh, you had, um, with you, you have two more siblings. Yeah. Uh, so do you see actually a difference between uh, how you view money and also how they view money? Oh yes. Uh, so the three of us are, are very different. So again, for context, uh, my family is extremely close, right? So I have two two younger sisters. 
Um, I think my, my younger sister, uh, she's a bit more free-spirited, right? Okay, disclaimers on video. I think we all care a different philosophy of life, yeah? So I'm not saying mine is better than the other. It's just with different approaches, right? So uh, my, my younger sister, as I was saying, first she's more free-spirited. She's more carefree. Uh, she lives in the moment. So I, I wouldn't say she's less prudent on that front. Uh, but I think her approach uh, to finance, that if it gives her joy at that point in time, she will not compromise on that. So I think sometimes that's very admirable uh, for me to see also because I am then perceived to be very gamsia, okay. right? Compared to her who, who wants to be a bit more generous uh, for herself, by herself, right? So that's also a philosophy. I think my youngest sister is probably the one who's a bit more savvy, right? More woke, you know, in, in, in that sense. Uh, uh, she, she's only, she's 95, so she's 26 this year. Uh, but she dabbled in a bit of things here and there. So I would say she, she started early on this journey. You know, for example, uh, she, she looks through, uh, you know, CPF contrib- contribution statement mm-hmm. quite, quite vigorously. Uh, she thinks about this kind of uh, decision. Uh, she also does about investing as well. <coughs> uh, so I think she is a bit more alert on, on, on that front, right? So I think she's a balance of both worlds where she doesn't mind spending, but she are also looking at a way to cultivating her next part of goal. So we are quite same same but different, I think, the three of us. Do you think it's, uh, it's the environment that matters? Because you all are from the same family. But yeah. By right, your parents should pass down some yeah. uh, habits to your. Yeah. But is it because she's more exposed to, maybe she's younger, more exposed yeah. to maybe the internet mm. and all these, right? Then she gets this kind of exposure. Well, I'm not that old. <laughs> I think that's, that's one. Uh, I would say uh, personality plays a part. Okay. Right? I think, again, growing up, three of us are very different. Uh, in, in, in general or at least at the surface level right? so I think when it comes to what we want uh, or what we don't want right? sometimes you can tell that hey this is you know Coco and this this Mimi and this that's right the kind of uh, vibe that, that you see uh, but I think also maybe sometimes uh, as the oldest child I don't know whether is it uh, uh, representative of everyone but sometimes the da girl or sort right? you, you just feel that uh, maybe corny la, but you want to set a good example you know mm. so Maybe you you are the first to take this path, right? So maybe a bit more careful, a bit more cautious. Uh, but I think in hindsight, you see your your younger sis siblings uh, being a bit more liberal, okay. right? Then you you realize that hey, actually uh, there's some sort of balance that I could have done better. Okay, right. So I think they also allowed me to be uh, a bit less wary, yeah, which could be good also. Okay. So is it that you are a bit more conservative in nature but they're more adventurous so they are yes, more I willing am. to spend money, more willing to venture in Yes, yes, yes. So I mean I am the kind, you know, let's say we play Banlock, right? Blackjack, right? <laughs> uh, I'm very happy with 18, you know, that kind of person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I, I'm not the kind, you know, I get very uncomfortable if I draw 16. <laughs> you know, I'll think a lot whether should I draw the next card. I look at the dealer whether it's lucky or not lucky. To people around me, how many players? I think of probability. That actually, you think about it in a big picture, you only play for two dollars, right? So a bit humsy on, on that front to describe me. Okay. Uh, Does it affect you in any ways? Like how you spend money? Is it cause you to be more prudent? 
Uh, yes, yes. So I think before this interview, I was preparing on on uh, what I think is the most iconic of me. Is this thing called Wally? I think everyone <laughs> around me uh, know about it. Uh, so I've been using this this app uh, called Wally. Uh, w a l y. I think just, again one one disclaimer. In the past, the app was a lot simpler to use, a bit more intuitive. But yes, now upgraded already. So I started my Wally app in 2016. Uh, 2016. 2016. 2016. So, uh, was on a few levels, right? I think first because uh, that's when I just started working for about two or three years. I think two two years really. So, uh, I wanted my money to to grow to make more money, right? But I realized that I wasn't you know as shrewd on that spectrum, right? So I decided to go to the other end of the spectrum. If I cannot make money on that front, then I can save money, right? At least that's on me. That's hundred percent discipline. So I wanted to look for uh, an app. That allows me to do that. So obviously, it's a mobile app. It's easy, right? Because it's literally a mobile app. So there's no excuse for you not to do it, right? I think that's A. And also, B, uh, I wanted something where I can track my categories, right? Okay. So I think now I look back at six years later, I think a lot of people are still very shocked that I still have this practice. Uh, so when I say I track, I, I track every single thing. You know, if I buy a cup of coffee, let's say for $1.20, I'll put it down. If I buy an etiquette for a few hundred dollars, I'll also put it down. So what I do is that uh, every time I make an expense, I will track uh, using the app Tobolli. And what I do is that uh, every month, uh, I do a refresher, right? So I see the breakdown of my category. Then at the end of the year, 31st December, 2020. Thirty first December of, of the end of that particular year, I look back at my daily expenses. Then again, I get charted by by category. Of course, you do your nerd out of the analysis, uh, right? Year on year, then you see that a hey, you know, uh, how have you been spending uh, across years, right? I think that's one. Uh, whether at categories also right. Then you realize, hey, actually, uh, you know, you a bit frivolous. You could spend less on certain things. So for example, shopping, right? Uh, again, I'm sounding a bit corny, uh, but I buy only things that I really need now. So I, I, I trim out a lot of uh, unnecessary expenses uh, on that front. But of course, I think the next question <laughs> you they ask me is, you know, <laughs> as a result of that, then do you feel that you are extremely conscious of your spending, right? Okay, I must say yes. Okay, especially at the end of the month, right? So for example, let's say your expense on the 30th of that month or 29th of that month is let's say 1995 really right so at the last two days you want to keep it under two thousand dollars right so you are very prudent with the four dollar ninety nine cents that you can spend right, yeah so every single detail will come on that front but i won't say I, I am super obsessed uh with the app uh but i think really on an on, on honest note uh it's very important for all of us to to track uh your your expenses right especially um if you are planning on bigger life goals and you feel that maybe i don't know your investment strategy um is to be nascent you're exploring so i honestly advocate for saving uh, at least my own philosophy because it's 100 on you it's really self-discipline only mm. yeah Actually, he, he inspired a lot of interns, right? To actually <laughs> download Wally, right, and then do their own tracking, also, right? Yeah, yeah. Did he inspire you to do uh, that? I mean, okay, it's very, it's very easy to start, but it's very hard to follow yeah, through for yeah. the thing. I know, I know, I know. A lot yeah. of my friends, right? They start, right? Actually, after a while, they drop off it. Yeah. So actually, what what kept you going, eh? Like you can check for what five years straight, right? Every single cent, every single dollar. 
I think okay, so I so there are a few fronts, right? So I think in Mandarin, you know, it's called uh, 积少成多, right? So you think a lot of people just feel, oh, you know, it's, it's small, small, it doesn't matter, right? So for me, I, I'm not tracking all these, you know, eventually to, to wait again, for lack of a better word, to kekau people on, on, on expenses, right? But it's really an accurate reflection, right, on how much am I, am I spending. So I think A is I really want to have a full picture of what I'm spending on every month. Right, my, my, my day-to-day expenses, I think that's one. I think the second one that I mentioned earlier on, because after you start working, right, money is so hard-earned, <laughs> right? Yeah, so is. obviously you want, you know, to make the best, or make the most out of your money. So there are a lot of financial instruments that you can grow your wealth, right? So I think that's one part. So the other part is then savings, right? So I, I feel that, you know, my strength is there, that I should explore that part fully, which I think I, I, I've done it now. So... Uh, it's something that I, I preach to people around me that you know I mean it's really the simplest thing to do yeah, yeah. actually for, for for me I just do I just spend all of my credit card so I just check everything oh, on yeah. my credit card because there's is, transaction yeah, yeah. it's the easier way like, if you ask me for, for lazy people <laughs> yeah, so, so, so the point is I think you can you can you know uh, be, be very intelligent with your, with your finances right but uh, the, the summary here is that there might be some sort of trackability la, to keep you in balance so don't be lazy Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you check, Ivan? Do you check? Oh, uh, I do, but then uh, I think like what you what you mentioned. I think a lot of people will be like, okay, I check for like three months, then I will maybe stop for one month, then like we we re check again. Okay. Like like I don't have like a uh, like a consistency. Okay, so after this, you must. I I will. I need to follow. Yeah. Send to me every month. Right? <laughs> like I review yeah. your balance sheet for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think from the from the Wally um volley topic right you mentioned that like yeah. you have uh, a financial goal that you you know uh, from savings that you want to reach to another stage of financial goal right yeah. uh, so what's like your financial goal that you have like be it whether long term mid term or like when you started volley yeah. what, what, what do you have what do you have in mind so Again, I know it sounds very strange to say in this interview. I think everyone loves money, right? So, so do I think it's, it is very, very, very important, right? So, the vague goal is to have some money, right? But how much money, I think it depends on, on your appetite, you know, and your, 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 your life in general, right? So, I think that's one, right? To have a security pot, I think that's one. Uh, I think second one uh, for me uh, is to own a house, right? I think that's, uh, that's probably some, a very common goal amongst everyone, right? Uh, so that is not a, a, a very cheap way to arrive at that destination, right? So obviously need to think of ways to grow uh, my pot of money to buy a house. I think thirdly, also I then realize that um, in the course of life, should you want to change any decision, say you want to do your own business, right? Or someone in your family falls sick, or you just want to repurpose your money in a different way then you need to have a base to start with right so I think that that's me la, right? uh, long and short of the story is to get some sort of financial liberty yeah so uh, I am a bit more diligent in the kind of reading now yeah and I think it's important to start young really although I'm also very young <laughs> I just want to say that you know it gives you an advantage <coughs> with age Okay. Do you yeah. see the advantage through your through your younger sisters like what you like what you say she she read, read up more when she was younger. And I think also with age, right? Again, actually take away age. I take that <laughs> statement back. Uh, but you should. I think maybe you're slightly younger, you're more courageous, right? Yeah. So with that kind of attitude to explore, uh, you know, it gives you more opportunity to try things that you otherwise wouldn't have have done. You see, I mean, as you as you progress with time and age, right? 
uh, as you get more uh, financial liability, you know, then you are a bit more constrained. Then you couldn't have done something else. It's opportunity cost that is tied to it. Uh. So I, I think that if you can start early, you can start small also. It's like just a wally, right? You can start with tracking the big expenses first before you integrate with the mid expenses and the small expenses. Yeah, but the point is to start. Yeah. Actually, where do you get like information or where do you read out all these kind of things? So again, based on personality, uh, I have a few trusted friends I, I go to, so again, very honest, Sherry, in this interview. <laughs> uh, I have a financial banker, uh, sorry, personal banker with me. So she is my, my JC uh, friend. So we, we have been in, in contact, basic friends uh, yeah. for quite a number of time, quite a number of years. Really. I'm not going to review my, my age uh, in this, in this uh, session. So I, I, will, I will go to her uh, for, for almost all of my financial um, information of, of yeah. sort right so i've been i very old school uh, when i first started uh, i bought one or two endowment plans uh, from her because i thought that was again because i am a bit risk adverse right so i thought them uh, more conservative so i think i started with that so a uh, um, b whenever i read something uh, in the online i'll just pass it to her and say hey can you validate this for me then we have discussion also because friend to friend right so it's free advice you know uh, on that front so i think that's that's also good uh. Uh, I also look at certain friends, you know, uh, for other version of uh, financial knowledge, right? Example, uh, you know, what can I do with my CPF money? Okay. Uh, you know, I look at some friends uh, to look at funds as well, uh, you know. Uh, third one would be better savings plan, how to use your credit cards uh, better and things like that. Lah. So you speak to a close little group of friends uh, who you can trust for adulting tips. I think yeah. that's super, super important. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And also because it's my own money, right? I'm not shameless to ask for tips. Yeah. So that's tip number two. Must 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 put that in the, the, the video. Uh. <laughs> be shameless. <laughs> be shameless <laughs> because it's <laughs> your it's, it's your money. Yeah. So uh like what you mentioned from all the way from Wally all the way to now, right? Mm. Uh you, you you have a certain financial goals or yeah. financial um financial planning that you, you want to have, like maybe yeah. like getting a house, be uh, be free of like the financial liabilities and all. Yeah. Uh, so what are the steps that you, you know you, you took throughout like from two zero one six from Wally all the way to now? Yeah. What the, the the journey? Okay. Yeah. So there are two ends of section, right? So Wally belongs to the, the, the savings part, right? You know, where you got the kind of money. So the other spectrum is then to grow the money, which is we, we can just loosely call it uh, investing, right? So again, I I started out, I'm still a bit more conservative, right? So I think a lot of people might laugh at, at, at me uh, at this. So I really started out with a uh, fixed D, right? So uh, fixed D, uh, you know, uh, you know yeah, but anyway, so I started out with fixed D just to be, again, very, very transparent here. So I fixed D, uh, then I slowly moved on uh, to endowment, you know, because I think my, my friend also uh, factually profiled me and, you know, she said, I think you should start endowment, you know, just, just to start off with something that you feel more comfortable, which I think tip number three, yeah. Uh, be comfortable with your own finances, <laughs> right? That's that's endowment. Uh, then after that, I move on to funds, right? That which I, I outsource to to a trusted friend as well. Then eventually, uh, right now, um, I'm dabbling a bit of shares, right? So, um, for me, a few lessons from here, right? Is that you can see that I keep saying trust and, and friends, right? So I have two or three friends in the financial in, in industry. Um, a close friend. Uh, be people that I can trust and because of that we can have very honest conversation so I think the thing about me also I'm very mindful that I don't want to keep ringing up my friend and eventually don't don't move right then that's unfair to, to both people so 
uh, I also do my due diligence of um, asking questions also, right? Asking valid questions because I am half friend and half customer right, on, on that front. But it's then very important after that, you know, you have continuous conversation about how your pot is growing, you know, not just up now per se, but you have actual future conversation of what else can, can you do. I think that, that's very important. So the relationship with your financial planner should be one that is long and sustainable rather than just, oh, this period of time, I want to start this whole thing, then if I exit, then at least that's for me. Nah. I feel that it should be permanent, right? So that's one. Uh, second on shares. Uh, so I think that is something that maybe not so much for, for this conversation, but uh, it terrifies me of the market changes, right? Of course, I know funds everything else also, but I think maybe the, the shares you do yourself one, right? So you feel that your pulse rate will really increase and decrease uh, with, the, with the, the changes. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's, that's that. But, you know, um, I think I feel most grounded, right? When I get professional opinion uh, from people that I, I trust. So this is again my my own philosophy lah. Okay. Do you yeah. think that uh from your from your perspective, right? Yeah. Yeah, more conservative percentage, right? Does I it, am. Does it come from your habits or does it come from how you view the how you view investments in general? Right. So I think because my approach is just way more cautious, right. you know, I think that they're most I think again a function of few factors, right? Uh money is very hard. <laughs> Right. So you want to make sure that you know every outflow is in a way justified. Okay, so 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 the journey from fixed D to endowment to funds and to maybe you just started stocks itself, right? Yeah. Uh throughout this journey, how long do you think and like like what as in like cause you you said that you were a very mm. conservative person. Yeah. That, that you know like you just wanted to fix D or endowment. Right. Then what what is the what's the factor that made you have that transition of like it opening mm. up slowly and then like oh okay doing more things? Right, so I think I, I started my uh, of course 6D was you know you do your your, your own um, own time right. So the first financial instrument uh, you know I got it done through someone else who is my, my, my friend right I mentioned earlier on it was twenty fifteen I believe uh, that was when I really just started working right. Then you realize that uh, you know if, if one more it's probably a bit difficult to just depend on one solo. Uh, revenue stream or rather income stream for yourself, right? So how can you make your money uh, go better? So I, I rank my friend up. So instead of the financial value for me, I look for the financial value. I say I want to buy something from you. I don't know what, right? But let's have a conversation. You profile me and you let me know what is the best for me at this point in time. So I think having must take a lot of initiative on that, right? So so my journey started in 2015, right? Even on that front. Uh, and I'm that kind also, like what I mentioned earlier, I maybe be more proactive, right? I might be conservative, but I'm proactive. So uh, to balance that, I, I will always speak to my friends, uh, you know, what, what's next for me. And also, as your risk appetite start to shape differently across the years, as you grow, uh, you read more, you hear more, and things really change a lot, right? Uh, so you cannot always dwell in your fixed mentality saying that oh you know how I was in 2014 or you know way before is equal to how you'll be in 2064 it just the progress must, must come uh. so for me I think uh, that's that uh. so uh, curiosity again protein X <laughs> is curiosity <laughs> But, yeah, yeah. but do you think that you are conservative because you don't have the adequate knowledge or is it because you are just lost aversion, you don't like losing money? 
I think both, right? So yes, a bit risk adverse. That's why but luck, you know, take some steps <laughs> that you know feel very very uncomfortable. Uh, the second one, so yes, I, I read, right? So when I read, sometimes, uh, you know, having come from a business background, right? Uh, admittedly, I need to, you know, say that. I feel ashamed. Uh, I, when I read some of the, the terms, you know, some of the jargon, they're, they're very familiar, right, from back in school. But now you kind of forgot uh, what do these terms uh, they mean, right? So it get very frustrating, uh, you know, to, to read an article but you don't understand 30% of the content. Yes, of course, I can Google each individual terms and benchmark, but, you know, it's just a lot of effort on that. So i rather than look to a friend, uh, you know, to go through what I, I don't know. Lah. But again, I must do a bit of homework myself. First. Yeah. Actually, our, our era didn't really go through like a very big major financial crisis. So I would say people around our age right, are generally more adventurous. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what you think about that. Uh, I, think, I think it's true. I think how you view the world, right, or how you view the market, it's how you view uh, uh, whatever, um, I would say adventurous, mm. like, whatever appetite you have. I think uh, people who have never experienced any loss would have, like, all, all out. Okay. Yeah. Hey, this is what I can, I can afford, right? But people who have, like, maybe uh, be, be, be on the poorer side, be on the bankrupt side, and would have, like, be a bit more risk at first, like, in yeah. a sense. I think yeah. it's, the, it's the financial crisis, right? I previously don't worry on this. Yeah, correct. So there's a period where our parents' generation, usually they are the ones affected, they are the ones that are invested mm. in the market, not us yet. So I will feel that generally, right, younger people are more adventurous. So what, what do you think about it? Is it like our sister, that's why she's more adventurous? So she never experienced yeah. any, any big crashes? I mean, touch wood, you know, <laughs> I, I think coming from, uh, again, okay, I don't want to say, but I know from a, you know, moderately stable family, I think we are quite, quite uh, blessed la, right, on that. Uh, but I think specifically for, for this generation of, of ours, right, uh, the beauty of this generation is that you have a lot more opportunities. Mm-hmm. I think we just have to be mindful of that. Right? Opportunities are plenty uh, in this day and age. The question now then is how you want to make use of this op- opportunity. So for example, right, for example, uh, all of us here are on social media. We are all on social media, right? The question is, some people do it for pleasure, right? Some people do it for leisure, but some people use it to make money. But we are all on the same platform. So how are we, how can we take something that's a bit old and dated, uh, but make it fashionable through social media? So I think we have access to such opportunities uh, in this generation. So I always find it very encouraging uh, to see young people, especially my interns, uh, you know, to, to, to give something that has been done for many, 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 many years uh, a breath of fresh air and a new lease of life. So I think, so I wouldn't say uh, necessarily that the younger generation is probably more courageous, a bit more bold, or you know, they are more sheltered. And I think, uh, yes, um, on, on some fronts it could be true, uh, but you know, different people have different, different stories, right? But I think what I can say for sure is that uh, we, in this generation, really do have a lot more access to a lot more opportunities, right? It's how you want to milk it. Yeah. Again, put it. Don't waste your life. Don't waste your life. I think there's, there's, maybe there's too much of, maybe, do you think that there's too much of opportunities then, again, that you're a bit more confused or a bit more like, uh, oh, which one should I go into? Or what should I do next? Right. So is that a philosophical question or for for, for finance? Yeah, it's too much content. <laughs> too much content. So you got yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. confused. Basically, yeah. you just search right. There's too much. You, yes. You got nobody to consolidate it for you. So again, I filter right. First round, I, I read. 
uh, second round, I validate against my friend. Then third round, I take action. Fourth round, I analyze my my actions. Yeah. You have like the step by step. Correct. Like, oh, okay. I read ready. I understand. I ask my friend. Correct. Then then yeah. I'll decide to do something. Then I'll review what I've done. See what what can be done better. Yeah. Oh, I mean, example. Right now, you know, I look across my my portfolio, right? Then I decide, hey, this one I feel I'm more comfortable with going with this because appetite right and b this one for now is doing well in the short term let ask myself a is it only a short-term effect that i'm seeing i don't want to jinx it or should i give it more time to develop and grow across number of months right and i think also because things are a bit more volatile these days so my concept of long term cannot be 20 years maybe it needs to be shortened to maybe five years first maybe five years is the new long term per se right uh, so i just cons- cons- consistently have to evaluate yeah. I think to, to round things up, right, what's the one advice right, that you give right, for more people that you think is important, right, especially how they view money or any habits that you think would be good for them to take up? Right. So, my departing advice <laughs> is that uh, you are truly your own investment. I truly believe in that. Uh, so, I'm not just saying about you know, monetary sense, right? Because you are the reflection of yourself. So, how much do you decide to invest in yourself? be it knowledge, in your own health, in your own wealth, uh, eventually you are the person who will take away the most out of it. Right? So I think you should focus on yourself, by yourself. There's no pressure. Yeah. So okay. you are your own investment. Okay. You, you are your own investment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I've given us a lot of protein. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I took away quite a few things yeah. from this training. So I think the, the most important one right, is really to, to check the small things. Off. Yeah. I think the small things really build up, especially your body. So it can be like small things, right? If you don't check, right, you actually end up spending way more money, right? Than you really expected, la, Right, out of your budget, la. So I learned anything for you? Uh, I, I do agree. I think the small things is the is the one that you know, like see something more, Yeah. You you will start to build up a lot more. Uh, I think what I got from Melvin is a lot more on like uh being proactive, and then you need to really take a take the action, la, I yep. think. Because uh, you're your own investment, right? You're your own investor. So I think it's really be very, very productive and initiative. Oh. So just go and go and ask people. Don't be shy. Cause that's your own money. Yeah. You have to, you have to do it, and you have to like. Nobody is gonna, nobody is gonna ask you and say like, hey, you know, it's time or anything. It's your own initiative. Yeah. I think also to be to be on your comfort zone because investments really not your thing, right? Until you decide one day, one day you wake up and then you. Uh, yes, yeah, okay. I woke up and decided that I need to do something. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you really need to step out of your, of your comfort zone because a lot of people they still like to, to delay and then just uh, push it back and kind of thing. So well, I think taking the first step is the, is the hardest. Right? Like what Melvin said, uh, you start early, you have the advantage. Yeah. 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 One last point, right? One last point is that uh, you know, as you know a lot of people fall into the fallacy of thinking. So you think and you think and you think, think and you think and you, which is good, right? I mean again to a certain point you are you are thinking that means you are you are starting to starting to seed yourself some some thoughts already. Uh, but you need to translate the thinking to doing and if you can't do it independently, uh, go to a friend or someone you can trust to start the ball rolling. It doesn't have to materialize to something, but at least you start something. Yeah. So that is my biggest advice to start something. Thank you, uh, thank you, Melvin, for actually coming to our episode today, our very first episode. It's very heartwarming to hear about your life experiences. Thank you. So, uh, we have come to the end of the episode. So, if you like our video, do like, share, and subscribe, and share with all your friends. And we will see you soon. Bye!